0: Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast, have I got a treat for you. Today's episode is so juicy and good that I cannot wait to share it with you. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey there, lovely. Welcome back to the podcast. It is awesome to have you here. Oh, so doors to BBA closed a couple of weeks ago. So we are in, we are in it and we're doing the work, which is so exciting. Uh, Lots of other things happening as well, like my private client podcast, Limitless, the new website, hopefully should have gone live by the time you're listening to this. I did an audit for myself on my brand experience across my business and have upped my game in all areas, which is always exciting. I'm constantly evolving, changing, asking myself what would the next version and level for me look like. And so I feel like this conversation that I'm having today with my client and very good friend, Marion Piper, Dr. Marion Piper, should really call her Dr. Marion Piper. We're having today all about going from good to great, and I give you a little bit of context when we dive into the uh, into the interview and the episode about how this came about. So I won't I won't spoil that by talking about it now. But let me introduce you to this creative soul who I absolutely adore. Dr. Marion Piper is a copywriter and creativity coach. She's amazing. Obsessed with exploring what it means to live a truly creative life. She inspires ambitious go-getters to cultivate and rediscover their innate creativity so that they can build businesses and lives that are authentically their own. When she's not riding up a storm, you can find her on her yoga mat or when the world allows globetrotting. So I just think you are going to love this conversation because I did. It was really in the spur of the moment we decided to have it and I think sometimes that's when the best conversations come out, don't you? And we talk about what it means to really let go of mediocre, to go after the things that you really want. I am 100% here for this conversation just in case you didn't know that and I absolutely love talking to other women about really – The fact that our potential and what is possible for us is limitless. So enjoy this episode. It is so good. All right. Well, guys, I was going to be diving into a conversation with my very special guest, Marion Piper here, who we're going to be chatting with in just a second. And we were going to be talking about website copy and sales pages and then I did an Instagram live this morning and the energy is just totally different. So when I got on the call with Marion, I just said to her, I don't want to talk about website copy and sales pages. I want to talk about letting go of good in order to embrace great. I want to talk about how we think bigger, how we let go of the stuff that we're so tightly holding on to in order to give ourselves the space to have the things that we really want. And so I have no idea where this conversation is going to go, but that's what the energy and the universe and all of the things were telling me that we needed to speak about this morning. Marion and I are both stretching our arms out and allowing that abundance to flow through us. And uh, and so that's what's happening this week, which I'm excited. So Marion, welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, so
1: excited to be here and I love the spontaneity that is happening right now. It is so my jam.
0: It's so good, isn't it? Well, we've been talking about different things and as we record this podcast episode, we are both uh, in lockdown here in Melbourne. You know lockdown 555 all good all good uh but you have just come back from a beautiful holiday in palm cove in queensland i keep joking with marion that she goes away on holidays and then every time she comes back the day she comes back we go into lockdown so i feel like there's a trend happening there
1: absolutely and i think it's just the universe is just so devastated that i am not on holidays anymore like that's how, that's the level of manifestation power i have oh. The entire world just poops its pants whenever I finish holidays. Um, yeah, look, I, I spent five days up in Balmy Palm Cove and I gave my, it's the first, it was really the first real vacation I had since starting my business like two and a half years ago. So it was pretty monumental to, to actually carve the space, um, but I really gave myself permission to... Let my mind just um, unravel, and I read three really impactful books while I was up there. Oh, um, we can but talk really... about that
0: in a minute as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. let's do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, add it to the list, um, and uh, and I really because I I think um, I I've also been personally working through a lot of um, a lot of really deeply worn in patterns. And I think when we're talking about, uh, you know, going out, leaving the good and going for the great, a big part of that, I think, is understanding your behavior patterns and how you react to certain things, but also how the lenses through which you look at the world. And for me, a predominant one was self-sacrifice and, and not saying that I fall on my sword with for everybody, not at all. It's not, it's not that kind of like, not that dramatic, uh but um, drama, drama, drama 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 <laughs> drama drama llamas. Hello. Um it's more it's more that I tend to put everybody else's needs before myself. And I know that my service-based business buddies out there will understand me when I say that when you work for clients and you have you look at the world through self-sacrifice you always burn, like it's so easy to burn out. It's so easy to forget, to take a break and particularly creatives, you know, like I'm a copywriter and a creativity coach. And for me, like I just get so invested and so involved in other people's lives and businesses. And I just had, had this developed this pattern my in entire, my entire life of putting everybody else's needs before my own. Like I don't even, I didn't even think about it. It was so automatic. And it's so stressful.
0: So why do you think that you do that? Okay. (laughs) Pull up the therapy couch. I'll tell you why I'm asking you this. Because I don't think I've grown up with that lens. And so I and so I'm always curious. And I'm, you know, I probably, there's probably other things that I do automatically that may not always serve me but I'm just always really curious because I don't think this is uncommon for women for starters. No. And I don't, and like you just said, if you're a creative out there, a creative freelancer who works with clients, this is probably not uncommon for you as well. So I feel like there's that theme. So I guess my question is, why do you think you're like that? But also why do you think that that is how cre- creatives are or the, the people that you were addressing?
1: yeah yeah okay so it all like it goes back to childhood for me you know i having had a pretty stressful and tumultuous upbringing where i had to be the caretaker for my mum and so that initial pattern of having someone in your life who is very inconsistent um, and so i had to spend a lot of time um adjusting my behavior and and my moods to whatever she was feeling because because she couldn't take care of me I was then forced to the the relationship flips and I was then had to be the caretaker I had to be the parent
0: and so how old
1: were you I was like six or seven okay so when that when that kind of stuff happens when you're really little um it gets it, it goes in deep yeah and and there are some really positive side effects of it though. It means that I'm like incredibly empathetic. I'm very sensitive to the energy around me. I always check in on people, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very reliable I'm very consistent, you know, so that it's not necessarily that these lenses mm. that we look at the world are bad, but it's about recognizing um, when they do become, um, when they are activated and when they do become a problem. And I think when um, and the reason why I mentioned creatives is because a lot of creatives I know are incredibly sensitive, incredibly empathetic, and they really. Um, and when you're dealing with self-expression, whether it's yours or somebody else's, it is a very, very delicate thing. So I think um, I don't. I don't see it as necessarily always a bad thing. But for me personally, over the last, especially starting to run my own business. It has made me a lot more aware of like those moments when um, somebody is coming towards me saying, I need this now, I need this now. And me, okay, okay, just jumping without actually stopping and thinking, does this fit in with my schedule? Mm. Do I have capacity? You know, that's what I meant about it being this automatic thing. It's, it's not even that I'm, I'm actively trying to be the martyr here. I'm, and I loved what you said actually this morning on your live when you said, what was it? Don't be the martyr. You can be either
0: the- be the jokester or the martyr, which is Elizabeth Gilbert talks about it in Big Magic. And it's just yeah. about, yeah, it's just about how you approach it. It's like, are you approaching things with fun and curiosity and like, it, it's not the end of the world if this doesn't go to plan or are you kind of like, yeah, a martyr about everything?
1: Absolutely. And I think um, the case with the self-sacrificing um, lens is like, it's not so much that I'm try- trying to be the martyr. It's that I actually just don't think like that. So I've actually, I've, I've been spending a lot of time working really solidly on rewiring that part of my brain that puts other people's needs before my own. and And that has been a really, like, it's been a slow process over the last sort of six to seven months. And Um, And the reason why I'm mentioning it is because this is why this vacation was so monumental for me because it was the first time where I said to my business, I said, no, I'm going, where I said to my clients, I need this time off Mm -hmm. where I said to my friends, I'm like, I'm going on my own. I need something that is putting me above everything else, Mm -hmm. you know, and doing that simple act of doing that has set in motion, like, a domino effect through my entire life which is so positive you know and even the fact that i've joined bba like me seven months ago would never have done that i was like why don't well, i'm not, like i don't need that everything's going like okay you know yeah so it's so it's interesting you know when we're because i've had been settling for good for so long
0: mm.
1: you know? yes
0: and, oh my gosh and,
1: you see you see what I'm, you see how this works you know and there are, um the interesting thing is too like um, the work that I've been doing from a therapeutic perspective, there's eighteen different lenses that you could possibly look at the world and depending on what's happening in your life, they all get triggered at different times and so My old one used to be abandonment, hello. Uh, I worked through that and now this one's popped up. I'm like, oh, sweet, cool, it's never-ending. And, um, yeah, so I think it's hard when, yeah, and and when I look at things from a business owner's perspective, it's not actually beneficial to have a self-sacrificing schema because it means that you won't ever work on your business Mm. and that was the problem that I was facing.
0: That's so interesting. I find that really because, yeah, a lot of times I've got a lot of women that are just like, Suze, I just, I don't have the time. I don't have the capacity. I don't have. And I'm just like, but you, but we make the time, like we make time. But it's really interesting that if you're constantly coming at it from a, a lens of self sacrifice, then that mindset of making time for you and putting you first. Is just not something that I guess people prioritize. Whereas I think I was um, very much brought up where my mom, my mom used to lecture in front of like 300 women every week. Like my mom's pretty fierce, and she was just always like, "Ask for what you want. Stand up for yourself. Like you've got to you've got to assess what's going on and then make decisions. Like you've got to take responsibility for." like where you go and what you do. And I think I very much kind of had that. And so I'm very much in that space where I'm just like, you make things happen that you want in your life. But it's just, yeah, it's so interesting. And I also would love to ask as well, do you feel like the time that we're in, and what I mean by that is there are so many creatives starting their own businesses, women, you know, because majority of my audience, shout out to the dudes that listen, um <laughs> love you too. Uh and and I just yeah, it's like a time now where there are a lot of women in business and I and I am really on a mission to help women to really embrace their awesomeness, which is what I was talking about this morning on the live. Hell yeah. Uh and have that self-validation tool. Do you feel like that self-sacrifice is a validation tool to people as well?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would actually say that it's probably a, an obstacle towards self-validation. Because, um, and, and the, reason, the reason that I say that is because, um, because it's so automatic. You know, like once you're aware of it, I think it can be a really powerful tool. But for what you just said before about, you know, having, having women that you work with who say, I don't have time, I don't have capacity they're still in that automatic mode. Like they don't even know that that's what they're doing. So I even think us having this conversation today, um, I bet there's going to be some people listening who go, oh, crap. <laughs> they're like, oh, I've actually been, you, you know, because our brains want to keep us safe. Mm. And those that self-sacrificing schema, it's there for a reason. But what we've got to do as the healthy adult is tell our brain, hey, you don't need to self-sacrifice anymore because you're in charge and you're safe and there's nobody here that you actually, like everybody else can, can, and this is one thing that actually was really powerful for me, everybody else can take care of themselves. You have to take care of you. You cannot yes. expect other people to meet your own needs. You have to meet your needs first so that then you can contribute to society. And it is a backwards way of thinking, but that is what, that was like, but kicked off this new phase for me, I think.
0: But that's so interesting. And I guess that's the self-validation stuff that I'm talking about is that so that when you are self-sacrificing, you're almost getting validation from an external source, your clients saying, you are great. You are good. I need you. Can you help me? Uh, and, And so you continue to give, 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 give. Whereas when you step into your own power, so to speak, and you're like, I dictate the terms on which I work and how I give and what I do um, because I, I validate myself. I don't need that. Like is that, does that sound? Yeah, yeah okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's the process that happens. But the problem with that, and, and this is where I think we're in a really good time in the universe, in the world, We have access to so many voices like your own, like Elizabeth Gilbert, like Brene Brown, who constantly remind us, because this is the thing, it's all a practice. Mm -hmm. In order to be able to get past the self-sacrificing, to start putting yourself first, you have to show up every single day with every single decision that you make and say, "I, I deserve to come first. And that is not selfish. It's actually really responsible.
0: Yeah. 100% 100% I just yeah I just think that I I feel like it is a conversation that I want to have more as well to to understand because I I don't always understand where other people are coming from I don't know people's backgrounds um I haven't had a similar upbringing those sorts of things I know what I believe women deserve and I and I know what I believe you know is possible for them and so I'm always thinking, well, I know I hold this high vision for you and I just really want you to hold that high vision for yourself as well. But I totally get that sometimes that's a really big process for some people to go through as well, is to hold that high vision for themselves.
1: Yeah, and it's very, very icky and uncomfortable and and it can feel really counterintuitive. And this is something that, that I have um, been battling with because I thought how how the heck am I gonna start putting myself first when my brain doesn't even know what that means? And so one of the things that I, that I learned and I started with was the really small steps, right? So it starts with the very, very little things. Like if you walk into a shop, I mean, when we can, right? <laughs> um, when you walk into a shop and the, um, the person who works there comes over and says, hey, how's it going? Can I help you with anything? Say no. You know what you want. You know what you're looking for. You do not need anybody else to tell you or to show you around. You can figure it out yourself. These really little, little steps build up over time and they will add up to you being able to go actually to a potential client. You know what? This schedule isn't going to work for me. How about we do this instead? So that's what I have been working on and been chipping away on. Um, And even little things like this is my favorite one. When um, you want to catch up with a friend and, you know, you message them, classic self-sacrificing will be like, hey, babe, can't wait to see you. When are you free? And you constantly put there, you you make them dictate the terms of the catch-up. Whereas I've been like, hey, would love to see you. Are you free next Tuesday at three? And then leaving it. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds so simple and so like obvious, but it's these little obvious things, these little small micro practices that if we do them every day, they start to empower us and they allow us to step into that version of us. You know, speaking of that big vision, we'll be able to over time step into that big vision because we'll have built all this evidence that we are worth it.
0: Mm, So interesting. So interesting that we have to build evidence that we're worth it.
1: I know. Thank you capitalism.
0: I'm just like why do we have to have yeah, it's yeah, it's so interesting that we need to have that to to feel that. But what was the catalyst for this change?
1: I just got tired of my own shit. <laughs> so that, was that
0: like an epiphany a moment?
1: Yeah, I just I had this I had this like It wasn't even a breakdown. It wasn't even really an aha moment. I think I just woke up one day and was like, oh my God, like I'm not even really doing, I'm kind of doing what I want, but it's a bit like lackluster. Mm. Again, it was just, everything was really mundane or no mediocre is the word that I'm looking for. Mm. Um, And it wasn't that anything was necessarily wrong, you know, like I have a success. I've been building a successful Mm. business. I do enjoy the work, but there was just that, that fire in my belly was missing. And I knew it was because of the way that I was living my life from the inside out. It wasn't anybody else's fault or anything else that was happening. It was really uh, a mind game that I'd been playing with myself. And I mean, I say this from the perspective of someone who like, I had a really tough upbringing. I'm, I'm not the victim that doesn't, has never determined what I've done but the the lag like the 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 mental hurdle that i have had to get over to get to where i am has been quite it's been a lot mm, yeah <laughs> but so worth it you know and i feel i feel so much more empowered now to go after what i want because I took the time to actually stop, you know, and in the same thing, the same way that we do it in our business, you know, you stop and you look at like, okay, you know, what's my profit and loss, what's happening? How am I, how's my sales pipeline? Same thing, just do that in your personal, in your personal life for your brain. Like, how's my heart? How's my soul? How, how's my brain doing? Like, how do I feel about this, you know? And taking the time to just stop and look at your patterns and go, Oh, that was really interesting that I, the, the the way that I reacted to that client when they sent me that email and just noticing how you're reacting to things in situ gives you so much more power to be able to choose how you respond next time. Cause that's the goal, right? If we can manage our emotions and regulate our nervous systems, we can do anything. Mm. Like If you're safe and empowered, oh my gosh, like you will just like out of here. Yeah, so totally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, like we were talking about, like now in the time that we live in so much is possible. So, oh. so embracing those big visions, oh. I'm just like so much is possible. Like you don't have to live a mediocre life. No, You don't have to feel mediocre. You don't have to work with mediocre clients. The world is your oyster Like you have so many options and opportunities, but it's just about thinking big enough and knowing that that's what you want as well. And I love that somebody um, was saying on the Instagram live this morning, like, I want to, I really want to plan for the next six to 12 months, but I don't know what to plan. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what I want. And I kind of call BS on that. I think we do know what we want, but we just have to tap into it. And I also think that sometimes we ask ourselves questions that are too small. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like I'm just like, ask it like, you know, I've literally got a little card next to me that says, think bigger. It's stuck in front of me. I'm like, oh, I've got this idea. And every time I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got this idea. It's going to be amazing. I want it. So for me, I wanted to create a little bit more, like more dynamic content for like my clients. And I didn't know what that was going to be. And I'm like, if I was thinking bigger, what would it be? And I'm like an event, I'd love to do a client event. But if you were thinking bigger, what else, what about people who can't attend? and so like the limitless podcast was born and i'm just like just think a bit bigger just just stretch. It doesn't mean that you're committing to it. It doesn't mean that that's exactly what's going to happen, but just allow yourself to think bigger about what the possibilities could be. Do you want to earn more money? Do you want to work less? Do you want to collaborate with these particular people? Like, like, you know, do you want to be featured in that magazine? Like everybody's got different ideas of what success looks like. And I just think that if we think a little bit bigger and we think a little bit broader, I just think that the possibilities of what we could do are just huge. Now, I don't know whether you're comfortable to share it or not, but I did love you when you joined BBA. There was a question that I asked, it's a bit of pre-work around, <laughs> around like where you want to be and like what your big dreams are, and like who your ideal client is, your your dream, your cream client, your dream client, and your cream client. And I loved your response. <laughs> do you want to do you wanna share a little bit about that? Like, first of all when I asked you the question what did you think how did you feel like had you thought well, about it
1: okay so the first thing that went through my head was like oh god Susie's asking me this question I better pull something big out of that out of the bag
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to serve me
1: <laughs> no I know but I was like this, but no but this is that's also the vibe that you have right like if I'm doing this, I'm going to go all in was yeah. kind of like, like, I'm here, I'm doing it. We're going all in. Let's just see what's happening upstairs. Um, and I've been like, 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 like what's the word? Like wishy-washy around what I want. Um, and the last, yeah, the last six months have been a real process um, of me figuring out what that is. And just, again, asking myself those pointed questions. And so like, Um, where I'm at right now, I'm pretty burnt out since the pandemic started. Like I didn't even, I haven't stopped. Um, and you know, shout out to fellow copywriters. I'm sure you feel the same because when the entire world goes online, everyone's like, Oh, what do I say? Um, (laughs) uh, but also it meant that I've been on a bit of a hamster wheel and, um, haven't made time to actually look at my systems and processes. So, um, and as a creative, right? Like I, I've never really seen myself as a business owner or as a, you know, a CEO. And so that's something that I definitely want to step into. Um, but uh, like, if you know, the question around twelve weeks time, you know, I, I'm sorry, I've just
0: pulled it up here, so I might just read it to you. Yeah, I think go for it. Go for it. I was around, like, I was like, we can ta- we can hang for a second if you want to find it because it was such a good post, and I was just like, yes. Yes. And I love Marion posted this, what she's going to read with a picture of her at Coachella in like a (laughs) colourful outfit with sunglasses on looking like a total boss, which I totally loved. So yes, what did you say? Because it was awesome.
1: Okay. So um, uh, what I'm hoping for, you know, energy, freedom, impact and growth Um, I've been held back by childhood stories like I don't get numbers and I never learned that from my parents, F that. I'm ready to ditch the excuses and build out a new biz mindset that's expansive, inclusive, and limitless. In 12 weeks time, paint a picture for you. Imagine with me, if you will. Uh, I wake up to an inbox full of inquiries uh, that somebody else manages, mind you. Uh, I'm doing more creativity coaching than copywriting, but have a small team of writers working with me to service as many purpose-driven brands as possible. I've got paid speaking gigs booked. Uh, My podcast is blowing up. I've got a book deal and the space to finish writing it. I know exactly where every dollar in my business is going and I'm not afraid to speak my truth everywhere I go. I am living and breathing my mission. Oh, um, do you want me to talk about my ideal client if it's
0: totally up to you but yeah I, lo- I really loved your dream I really loved your cream oh, yeah. and your dream I thought they were pretty spectacular
1: all right so I'll go to my dream client now um getting a piece of writing published in the New Yorker speaking at the American Writers Association annual conference publishing a book with Hay House or a major publishing house cream client collaborating with Danny Shapiro, Liz Gilbert or Brené Brown on a creativity handbook or series of workshops. Also, launching the Centre for Creative Living, a place where non-creative people can come to immerse themselves in creative practices and learn how to use creativity to better their well-being. And then the next bit, dang, I have some big-ass dreams. Can't believe I just said all that out loud. Hope y'all will hold me accountable to all of this. <laughs>
0: oh hell yes! Oh hell yes! It's just so good, you know something. And I mean, I just kind of say twelve weeks, but at the end of the day, it's just it's just having that. And when you wrote that, I, I wrote back and I said, make sure you create a vision board with it on. I it did. Is, and yeah, I did. <laughs> I love it. I love it so good. And I just, I think that's the thing. It's not about achieving it now. It's about having the goals. It's about having that vision. It's about actually knowing where you want to go and how you get there. You may have different ways of getting there. It might take different things, might take different amounts of time, but just having, holding that vision of one day I will walk into your space, which is this creativity hub. And I might take a writing class or a painting class, or I might listen to talks or um, listen to, you know, new, new authors or like whatever it might be. And, you know, my kids go off into the kid's corner where they can be creative and they can like play with different things and create different things. And I just think Being somebody that can hold that vision and know that that's what you're working towards and you really stepping into that creativity coaching from being a copywriter, and yes, you'll still have the copywriting and all the rest of it, but does that not just give you like the most incredible feeling? Oh.
1: My lordy, you've reminded me of a couple of things here, Sue's. Um, one of my favourite quotes of all time is "Hold the vision, trust the process," mm. which is very much around, um, which is what creativity is built on, right? Because you don't, you don't know where you're going. You might have some tools and a general direction. But everything in the middle is like life, uncertain, you know. Yeah. Um, and just thinking about, because um, the, the, I'll tell you, the, the Centre for Creative Living idea came out of um, me last, last year in the pandemic. I, was, I watched and re-watched Queer Eye so many times. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool if there was Queer Eye but for creativity, <laughs> where people could come for a week and just have this massive creative
0: makeover? amazing yeah. you never know and then maybe the the guys from Queer Eye will one day come and be at your at your center see okay so this is the other thing I just want to put out there yeah is that one of the one of the things that I believe when it comes to holding big visions is for example now I'm like so Marion who are you going to connect with at the New Yorker And are you going to start chatting with like Elizabeth Gilbert and Brené Brown on like Instagram or are you going to like send an email and say, hey, this is an idea I've got. It may not happen now, but just to let you know this is part of my vision is to work. with." Like I just think sometimes like it's so worth us starting to put the wheels in motion because some of our really big dreams can take years to achieve, but it's when we start to plant the seeds now that the oak tree grows, you know, and I just think it's so important for us to really start to go, okay, so this is what I want to do. So what can I do today that would start that dream becoming a reality? And I think that if we can do that on a regular basis and it's, it's sometimes is the baby steps. I think the vision is such a big, huge, amazing thing that it's just those little steps that actually help us to get to where we want to go and make that a reality. And I think that that's so exciting. And I think that once again, it's totally possible as well. It's just, it's, there's no reason why that can't be.
1: I couldn't agree with you more, and the, the the evidence that I have for that is that I didn't didn't know I would get to where I am now, right? I've constantly blown my mind with how much I've been able to do. So, and I think we have a tendency um, to collect the negative evidence or to remember yes. the failures and and really like hold on to the emotion of that. But what about the positive stuff? What about all the things, all, all big and small, that we've all already achieved? you know, like, and and it's a good time now, I think, especially when we're in lockdowns and in restrictions and the world's not the way that we want to really lead with that message of we have come so far. Um, there's still so, I mean, yeah, there's so much further to go, but we have all of this evidence to prove that not only are we worthy, but we're capable. We're more than capable. We're so much stronger than we think. And we are not just resilient, resilient but we are able to flourish despite whatever else is happening in our lives. And that's why particularly I love creativity as an idea, as a concept, as a way of being, because it is just so empowering to know that I can create whatever I want.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Amen <laughs> to that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <So> yeah. <Duh.
0: laughs> no, not at all. Like I'm just but I, but I, I believe that. I believe that. I think that we can choose, we can choose what we want. And you know, something There, there is just, I feel like there are very little barriers these days to access as in access to people, access to technology, access to things, um, you know, and I'm talking about for the majority of people, you know, I know that that's not for everybody, but I just think, you know, how are we utilizing the incredible power that is at our fingertips to create the life, the business, the opportunities, the vision that we want? Um, And so, you know, I could talk about this all day, but I did want to get back to the books. So so I want to get back to Palm Cove because I do love Palm Cove. We do go, we usually do go to Palm Cove. Um, at least once a year, but in the olden days when we, when (laughs) Rona wasn't around. Um, And so what were the books that you read and what did you want to walk away from that break with?
1: Mm. So uh, I set myself a challenge. I really wanted to read more than one book while I was up there. So I took one up with me. The first one I took up was Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which has been making the rounds a lot. Yes, uh, heard about it a lot. Uh, which she is an incredible writer Um, I don't think I'm totally her target market though but uh, I could appreciate a lot of the the gems and she has a lot of really good takeaway one-liners in there I mean just the way that she writes is very very vulnerable and raw and you know she's not afraid to kind of go there which I appreciate in in other writers
0: and so what's one what's one takeaway that you got from Untamed?
1: Um, oh, wow. Just, well, her, met- her metaphor of the cheater in the cage at the start of the book is brilliant of, you know, even though we are tamed, even though the world does tame us um, and we might not realise that there's still a part of us that yearns to be wild and women have been, women have been, you know, speaking of this move from good to great We've kept been kept in the good for too long, that we are we've been told since we were little to be nice, to be the good girl, to to look nice, to play nice, you know, to not speak up, to, you know, oh, it's just insane all that stuff. but mm. um, and so she talks about her process of being um, untamed and rewilded based on um, a much more feminine, and I guess intuitive way of living your life, you know, following those feelings and, um, you know, having the courage to step away from something that isn't working for you, even though on the outside from, for everybody else, it may work for them, you know? So again, that's that, that self-sacrificing. i picked up a lot of that in that book about around how she, where she came from. So yeah, I think if you're, if you're in a position where things are just, Eh, okay. (laughs) It's a great book to pick up. It was really easy to chew through. Like I read it in almost one sitting Um, and she, yeah, her conversational style is really nice.
0: Awesome. What was the next Um, book that you read?
1: The second book I read was Limitless by Jim Quick. Uh, Another good one. I'd seen a lot of people talk about online and I was like, oh yeah, like just, it's like more personal development, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But um, again, he's someone who, his book is littered with all these little activities. So you'll read maybe half a page to a page, and then there'll be a little activity for you to do that takes you a minute to do. And I love that micro learning, like the instant implementation, because a lot of other books, you read it, you read the whole thing, and then you're like, great, I've read it. And you immediately forget it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. because there's nothing to implement afterwards, so I loved his uh, his memory exercises were incredible for how to memorize information. Oh, I might
0: need to get that. I've got the worst memory in the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. Um, and then he has a speed reading technique, which is incredible. So I basically read the first ha- read the first half of the book up to the speed reading how I would normally, and then I speed read the last half in half the amount of time. Wow. <laughs> and actually remembered.
0: I was about all- to say, did you retain?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Um, mm. he, actually, he has a lot of similarities. A lot of his um, ethos and philosophy are very much like Tony Robbins. So the first half of the book I was pretty familiar with, but the the exercises in the second half were great and really, really easy to implement.
0: Okay, cool. Very good. And what was the other book's?
1: Yeah, the last one was by uh, a book that I had been avoiding reading for probably the last three or four years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, it was uh, "Light Is the New Black" by Rebecca Campbell. Yeah, and she's—I uh, didn't—and and it's so funny to me. Um, you know, we always resist what we need the most. And she's an ex-agency copywriter. Um, was really successful then in her early 30s was like this isn't what I want and she had like another spiritual awakening she now runs an incredibly successful um, business and she's more of like a spirit guide and a writer and a channeler and everything you you can basically pick up this book and open it to any page and it will give you um, like a little bit of guidance or a, a pep talk or a hard truth and her writing style, again, is beautiful. She uses lots of really lovely examples. Um, and it just, it was it was like a bitch slap from the universe.
0: So what was your big takeaway from that book?
1: Oh, my gosh. Speaking of like playing small, it was just that whole book is just like you, you can get what you want and it's be the light. It's all about being the light. So the idea of um, someone who... If you, if you are someone who is the light, you go into every situation trying to make it better. So, um, and I'm, you know, I feel like this is something I do quite naturally. Um, like if someone, for example, if a friend says, hey, let's catch up for drinks and let's dress up, I am going to go way overboard <laughs> and put on a, on a sequence And I am going to put per, a pink eyeshadow on and I will, I will ham it up. <laughs>
0: love it we did a zoom catch up during lockdown marion and uh jess from the who and myself and we were like let's get dressed up and we got on zoom and i i was like wowza marion that's just i love it so good (laughs) sequence glitter diamonds like pink eyeshadow it was it was the best it was awesome i felt very underdressed
1: (laughs) so good so yeah this This book is, um, you know, she encourages you to be, yeah, to be the light, and she talks a lot about what that means. Um, and it's not, it's not that toxic positivity. It's not, um, it's not undermining that bad things happen. It's saying that bad things happen, but you have the power to affect the energy everywhere that you are Mm. by how you choose to show up. Yes, and I love, I love that message because again, it just reinforces that that self. Well, it's self-validation and and the ability to, yeah, show up and use your emotions um, so that they don't use you.
0: Yeah, you are responsible for the energy you bring into the room. I've always loved that quote and I'm just like yes Yes. to that. You can feel somebody's energy when they walk in and you can tell. (laughs) Is this going to be good or is this not going to be good? (laughs) Oh, so good! And then I think the only other thing that I wanted us to have a quick chat about was really, you know, it is it is that saying as well. And I only saw that recently when you decide. It's amazing how fast the universe delivers. Oh, <laughs> it's so good! I, and I feel like I only saw that maybe a couple of months ago or something like that. And I reshared it on Instagram. I'm like, oh, that's good. I like that one. I really like that one. So I'm putting orders in all the time to the universe. I'm like, universe, this is what I would like. Exactly. This is exactly what I would like and when I would like it. Thank you very much. Um, and so what has been your experience of that?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, well, so uh, another half question that you asked me was what I, what I wanted to leave that vacation with. And Oh, and yes. <laughs> and no, I just remembered. Um I, want, I wanted to come out of it with um, energy and clarity um, because they were the two things that I think I'd been sorely lacking in, in the previous, you know, sort of three to six months. And, and it was interesting on my last day, I, because I went, you know, I went by myself, I didn't know anybody up there. But I had this amazing kayaking tour and I saw all these turtles and then I came back into town and I stumbled on this adorable wine bar, made a bunch of friends. Why does that always happen amazing. on the last day? Yeah. It always happens on the last day. Um, and, and then I was like, okay, I know what to do now. And I just, it wasn't that I actually knew the pieces of the puzzle, mm. but I knew who I had to be. And I knew the feeling of what that person um, exudes. So coming back, coming back into Melbourne, straight into lockdown, it was was a bit of a mind bender. Um, But what happened was in the previous three months before going away, I said to myself, I know I need to take on less copywriting clients so I can make space to build the next iteration of what I want to build um, which is a course that um, integrates my um, creative practices and my PhD research which I'm Mm -hmm. super pumped about because it's I know and you know this clarity this energy in my gut like I knew that this is the work that I'm here to do and while I'm really really good and love the copywriting work it's not the thing that lights my gut up and so I, I looked at my client list and I was like, okay, where's the wiggle room? Who could I take a break from? How could I restructure this? And I was like, okay, this client and this client, this one, I love what they do, but mm, it just takes up a lot of time for not much money. The profit margin is really low. Same with this client, the work's not lining me up. And I was like, okay, um, I need to have that conversation. And so I go, I go away on my break and I come back. To an email from one of those clients saying, "Hey, we, you know, we've loved working with you, but we're going to end our contract um, now." And then the next day, the other client said, "Hey, <laughs> things are changing. We're stopping um, all of our external activities." And my 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 brain was just like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Uni- universe, uh, universe, I see you, I see you. But isn't it interesting that it wasn't until I felt the decision that it actually happened? Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't have to do anything to do it. I just had to make the decision, yeah. and the universe yeah. fell around me. Oh, <laughs> what? Oops. Brain explode emoji everywhere.
0: Oh, so good. So good. And then you got another client that was up to the value of both of those as well. So I just think that sometimes, you know, we are talking today about I was on a coaching call and somebody said, I feel like I have to let go of the good in order to get to the great, but I'm really struggling to let go of the good because it's really good, but I know it's not where my full potential is. And as she said it, I wrote it down and I just feel like that is, I feel like a lot of us sit in that space. Like things are good enough. I've got lots of clients. I'm busy. I don't really have a lot of time for myself um i may not be earning what i want to like those sorts of things like not specifically for you but just other people as well and i think that a lot of times we sit in good at the cost of what could be really freaking great
1: yeah yeah and i and i feel that you know and it's and it's that little niggling you know it might not be very loud or it might not be something that you know you, you may not get a bitch slap from the universe <laughs> But it might be something that's saying to you, like, what if? Like, oh, Mm. or you might see. And, and you know, for me, um, jealousy is something that when I see, when I get that feeling, it means that that's something that I'm not doing myself, right? And so it might be something like that that shows up that just gives you like a little tap on the shoulder saying, hey, hey, what about this? What about this instead? How about you step up here? Or, you know, why don't you take that extra break? And I found that it wasn't until I actually took a step back that I was actually, that I had the space and the bandwidth to go, to commit, you know? And I think yeah. we're so afraid that if we step back, everything's gonna fall apart, mm. but it won't. It never does. It just gets better.
0: it's <gasps> oh, have to clap, it's so good. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so good. I'm going to put this video um, on the show notes as well. I'm going to list all of Marion, the books that she talked about too, um, so that you can go check them out. But you will be hearing from Marion again, because Marion, you are coming on the retreat that is happening, fingers crossed, all going well, uh, at the end of August. And I know all of uh, my, my clients who are coming to that thought leaders retreat will be on the podcast as well. So I'm super excited to dive into more around what your thought leadership is and your creativity and all of that sort of stuff. But I'd love you just to, as we wrap things up, like when it comes to the creativity coaching, what sort of things do you go through? Like if one of my listeners is like, I really feel like I need something like that how does it work? Like, what do you, what do you go through and, and who's it for?
1: Mm. I love this. Uh, so, um, one of the things that, um, and you know, you may have experienced this yourself, like when you're so close to what you do, it can be really hard to get a different perspective or to think differently Or to connect the dots in a different way that might provide the outcome that you're looking for. And so really, that's what um, you'll be getting. You'll be kind of plugging into my brain. Um, And I've, you know, my undergrad was in um, fine arts. I've been living in this creative space for a really long time. So For example, if you're building, if you're looking to build a digital product, if you're wanting to um, troubleshoot uh, why your blog isn't working, if you yourself are having a massive creative block where you just, every time you sit down to do something, you're just kind of banging your head against the wall. um, All those little things um, and also particularly like if you suffer from perfectionism imposter syndrome they are all creative problems as well because it affects that you know it affects what we can produce and so the idea being is like um, I work with people to um, uncover ignite or execute on their creative um, innate creativity so it's not something that you actually that I'm going to give you but it's something that we're going to basically just unblock the channels so that it can flow a bit more freely and in a way that's better for you and your schedule because everybody's different and we all have different routines and it's really around finding looking at your whole day and going okay where are the peak times where is our peak energy times and how can we take advantage of that specifically for creative work that requires whole brain activity it's not left or right but it's both
0: So good. I love it. I love it. It's so good. Oh, fantastic. Marion, thanks for just like hanging out and just going with the flow and, you know, we were just, just chopping and changing, but I know that both of us love these types of conversation. We love to get into it and talk about all all the, all the underlying stuff, but I know that you really want to support people to be more creative and tap into that. And I have a big desire to help people have those big visions and execute on them. So I kind of think we're a match made in heaven, my lovely.
1: Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> so cheers, cheers to that. Cheers with, with that. Imaginary drink. <laughs>
0: So good. Amazing. Well, Marion, for those of my listeners who are just out and about, we'll have all of your links in the show notes, but where's the best place for them to connect and find you?
1: On the gram, uh, at Marion Piper creative. Um, I do hover on LinkedIn, but eh, does anybody really like me? Go? I <laughs> um, I also have a website, which is just MarionPiperCreative.com.
0: Yeah. Amazing. And is the podcast out yet? Not yet. It's coming. Um, so-
1: first couple i'm planning to launch it on or around my birthday as my birthday gift to myself this year um and it's going to be called what doesn't kill us so it's really conversations around growth and creativity
0: amazing so good well i'll be sure to share that uh when that goes live as well but thanks so much for the chat today oh thank you the best did you love it did you love it did you love it i loved it loved it. It was so good, wasn't it? So good. I just think that we have to talk more about this. And I love getting people on the podcast and I love Marianne's perspective, just coming from a really different background, really different upbringing, really different experiences. And I think that we've all, you know, we've all got the filter that we look at our lives through when we look at what's possible for us and what's not. And so I think it's really important for me to – talk more about these things because I don't always understand where maybe people are coming from when it comes to some of the things that really hold you back, things that hold them back. Uh, You know, I'm constantly, I guess, exploring with myself what holds me back but maybe that's not something that a lot of people do. Like I'm always like, why am I not doing this? Why am I resisting this? Why am I not thinking bigger? Uh, And that's that's just how I am. But there are a lot of people that aren't like that, which I totally respect. And that's just, that's what, you know, that's their experience in their lives. But I think that it's really important for us to talk about it and get lots of different perspectives so that we can understand lots of different people's journeys and backgrounds as well. So I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Make sure that you head over and check out all of Marion's de- details. She's amazing. Can't wait to have her on again after the retreat. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. So good. Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixen on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.